Also known as no subs, no clothes, and no boundaries. <laughs> I'm Max, aka Kaiba Ren. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. <laughs> I'm Dan, aka. Uh... Oh shit! I lost the notes. Damn it! Damn it! The uh... notes fell in the bath and were disintegrated by the bathwater. Yeah. Got him. Got him. Yeah. Uh, aka uh, Ra's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ra's not dead too. The Oh, Sorry. Carry on. And we have a guest with us today. Would you care to introduce yourself? Yes, hello. My name is Joe, uh, also known as uh, Joey Wheeler's Force Ghost. Yeah! He does. We're two for four on Star Wars right now. Does does Star Wars come out this week? Star Wars comes out on Friday. I'm seeing it Thursday at 7. I'm vibrating with excitement. Same. Oh, Oh my god. It's Star Wars. Star Wars is real and true. Believe it or not. (laughs) <laughs> Folks, more and more people are saying that Star Wars is real. Mm. Um, now, I've, I'm sure that sounds wild, but I've done yeah. the research. <laughs> Folks, bear with me. Checks out. Um, so, Joe, what we like to do when we have guests on is have them kind of like go over their history with the media properties of the thing of Yu-Gi-Oh. So if you would regale us, please. The thing of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, well, I mean, I watched it as a kid. Uh, the four kids dub, of course. Um, just in, in passing, like whatever was on, I liked it, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't like a thing that I woke up at, you know, seven every Saturday to make sure I caught, which I did do for, for Pokemon, uh, only like twice because it's very hard for me to wake up in general. But, uh, I, I liked Yu-Gi-Oh! I liked, um, the video games I I would seek out and try and play. I wanted to, to, to get into the card game, but no one else i knew did so i was like well i guess i'll just play video games then um and then i got into and then, and then i got into the abridged series at some point right and now and now i'm now i'm on a podcast about it so i guess that's enough to be qualified <laughs> the, that's the end point yeah. of all things uh, every, every interest eventually ends in a podcast unfortunately yeah <laughs> that's what that's what time speeding up is it's just the more and more of us turn to podcasting to erase our sorrows of living under capitalism yeah, mm-hmm. monetize <laughs> anything that gives you joy, right? The uh, the podcast singularity, you could say. Yeah, podcast yeah. singularity. Instrumentality is just a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. So, listeners, in case you haven't realized, this is the end of the year, and we've stopped giving any fucks. At least I have, because I'm literally in the bath. Um. And we watched the second half of the Kaiba versus Yami duel in subs that was episode 132 titled Inherited, Inherited Duel of Destiny. Uh, Clash in the Coliseum, part four. Sure mm. is. Let me guess, and are the other ones titled Clash in the Coliseum, part five, and Clash in the Coliseum, part six? You got it. Yes. Also known as the original trilogy. 
Yu-Gi-Oh! 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 A New Hope. Yu-Gi-Oh! A New Hope. And Joe, you watched the four kids dub once again for this, right? Uh, yeah, that's, I, I just opened up Netflix, and that's what it was. And, it, you know, I felt like reading an old friend. Yeah, I'm, I gotta say, like, as much as I have a long documented history of saying the dub is bad and wrong and an affront to God, I think, I'm glad that oh. Netflix has it for people who like it. There's, there's, there's something fun about it. I, it's charming. I feel the same way about the Naruto dub. Yeah. Which also I don't know if I would say is good, but. <laughs> I'm gonna say something a friend of mine has said. As much as I like the dub, it is probably one of the weaker of the Yu-Gi-Oh dubs, because next is GX, and they just have a lot of fun with that one. Yeah, it uh. seems like they gave as much of a fuck about dubbing GX as Sari is right now. Yeah. That That is to say, no. <laughs> Zero. Podcasting with no boundaries. Um, oh, hey, speaking of no boundaries, I don't know how I'm going to segue this one. I want to talk Uh-oh. about how we got a new intro. Yeah, we got oh. so uh for 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 the sub Joe, um we like we don't have the same intro the entire time. It changes like it doesn't change per season, which is the wild thing about it. It is kind of like per arc or is it just it, randomly? It's it's not even per arc because the dub ch- like the opening changed just now halfway through a six-part duel. Hmm. It's okay. like kind of per arc and like the whole virtual world arc literally was never acknowledged in the opening whatsoever <laughs> so it's it's just no rules we get a good one it i like to see it it's all about like you love it, to it, see it you love to see you it love you love to see it. it it has like the the egyptian imagery that we see in the beginning of this episode oh, with the we get to see here. pharaoh redacted i'm so excited yeah, about it. See the, he who shall not be named until season five um good opening i like to see it I, like, I watched it and I was, like, so hype, like, it got my blood pumped. And then by, like, the third episode, I kind of concluded that, like, the last opening was actually, like, a better song and animation, but I was, I'm just so fucking bored of it now that mm. anything new is a gift to me. It's gonna get to the point where, like, we're gonna get a new opening every three episodes and just be like, I'm getting bored of this already, like... My mind is attuned to new and shiny things. The Yu-Gi-Oh! Singularity! Once again! Um, um, so this episode starts out with a big light bulb. A god has punched another god, and therefore the universe must be destroyed. Sort of thing. Yeah, I love Xenoblade. Yeah, like, we get all this, this whole, like, big weird space flash, and we also, like, no one's, no one's really sure what's going on, Every like the uh the monitors in Battle City have cut off uh I mean Domino City. Uh the Same thing, there's really, just yeah. a big ball of light where the arena used to be. Ooh, and ooh, 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 oh, I've got a bit. And then I uh, like it kind of fits to black and we hear bum ba da ba da bum ba da ba da bum ba da ba da ba da ba da bum ba da ba da bum ba da ba da bum ba da ba da Damn. Uh it's Doctor Who. Yeah. So, also, no, like, the Millennium Rod and the um, Millennium Puzzle start flashing, and, uh, I described, uh, Yami and Kaiba go on a little vision adventure. I'm really sad. No, I'm here to watch Doctor Who. No, yeah, I'm sorry, Sarah, I'm far too American to understand your I, reference. I knew the, I I knew the joke. I, yeah, yeah. I like, oh, cool. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know it. I feel so British right now. <laughs> I get it. 
that. Yeah. Let's go to Egypt. As it turns out, when a god punches another god, you get to go on a little time travel adventure. Yeah. That's how they did it in Doctor Who, actually. Since none of you guys have watched it, I'll just tell you. Um, the TARDIS just had two gods inside, and they were punching. They're, they're just duking it out the whole time? Yeah, sometimes they'd make out, and that's when like the TARDIS stopped working. Oh, okay. Um, See, now that sound that makes a lot more sense than all the other like snippets of Doctor Who theories I've read. So I'm gonna go with your explanation. Honestly, if, if two uh, gods were stuck in a TARDIS and one killed the other one, would that be fucked up? Or yeah. what? There are two gods inside you. <laughs> you are the TARDIS. <laughs> uh. So uh, the spooky Egypt, there's a pyramid in the sky. Remember that one? Uh, yeah, like inverted. Yeah, it's really rad. It's like it's it's an Iron Maiden cover, basically. It's like Power <gasps> Slave. T- it's Power Slave Two. Yes, uh, fun point for us ever when. Um, Yami's third eye glows because like he's cool with magic. Um, we see a stone version of Osiris and Obelisk, which is pretty rad. Yeah, they're all like cracked and bad and not great, and like everything just looks like the dark timeline. Yeah. It's, it's already been mentioned, but that did also make me write down Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah! Like, oh yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, I've done this before. Hold on a minute. Which made me really just think that uh, that Yami and Kaiba were just very large. Yeah! <laughs> They're just very big boys now. I, I, I love when Yami stabbed Kaiba and they both died, and then little boys crawl <laughs> over them now. Yeah. So they're what like floating if, around. Instead of growing two feet every time Yugi turned into Yami, he just got slightly closer to the camera. <laughs> hmm. Force perspective, that's all it is. Yeah, Yugi's not small, he's just far away. It's it's like how they filmed the hobbits in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Mokab is the height of a normal man, he's just like really far away. Uh, Mokab is actually five four like Olaf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we've got like this whole city shrouded in well they find like all the darkness is coming from this palace place so they're in there now we see someone who looks like yugi or someone who looks like yami and someone who looks like kaiba just about to duel like yami gives something about warning about like a dark entity and like kaiba saying he has no allegiance to that and he just wants to he just wants to duel Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he's been the both... same for three thousand years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they both start glowing like they get like sound auras. Mm. Um, and you know the, the mysterious priest that suspiciously looks like Kaiba summons blue eyes, and then Pharaoh Redacted summons Dark Magician, and like Yami and Kaiba are just watching this like a oh, who shit dude. Yeah, uh, there is a line in the dub where Kaiba, in his intense denial of all magical shit, says this whole thing must be one of Merrick's Hocus Pocus mind tricks. I also wrote down Hocus Pocus mind tricks. <laughs> Thank you, Kaiba. Before we attend to that, I have a small bit that I got very excited about. Oh, hey, yes. so um, whenever, um, you know, Pharaoh Redacted, you know, beats Kaiba in a duel, um, and he's going to say, like, oh, I won, now it's time for your punishment, and then he... Takes him and he throws him outside the window and he he lands in the river and then Kaiba says, "Ah, no, I'm really in denial." Damn, we, folks, we it's with a heavy heart. Oh, I get um, it. Sarah's been excised <laughs> from the show. <laughs> They've joked their last. The power of water has really gone to me. 
<laughs> real water bending hours. Who up? Anyway, uh, Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, the best Halloween movie. They're all the the boys are freaking out. They Yami's like this is absolutely real and definitely happened. Kaiba's like this is absolutely not real and definitely never happened. And yeah. then they go back to normal. Yeah, pretty much. Like we get a big version of we see like that stone tablet from like, oh. episode one again, and like I, it's here through like the rest of the episodes occasionally. <laughs> I I do need to point out like that like the uh, guy who looks like Kaiba does have the Millennium Rod this time, and like oh yeah, also, yeah, yeah. Which I think is really really appropriate to Kaiba because Kaiba's whole thing is like control kind of he's like the ceo and like that's the millennium rod and like yeah i just like it it's a, i just think it's neat it's thematic it's themes who knew there was themes in Yu-Gi-Oh? and not it's just fine. the doctor who thing we get yeah. a whole uh recap of kaiba's situation and i just want to take it aside to mention that i firmly believe that kaiba's denial of magical shit his hatred of joey his his, like, whole obsession with being the best all stems from his hatred of of the time when he was at his lowest. Mm-hmm. And pretending that time never existed. Mm. That's, you say, Dan, I mean, did you watch the the sub, Dan? Because that's literally true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got wow. it. Like, you got it in one, Dan. Yeah. Damn. No, like, that's he, like, he says fucking, like, Kylo Ren voice, bury the past, burn it if you have to, whatever the fuck that bastard says. Yeah. Oh, he definitely I says did, I did write, I wrote Kaiba Ren down at one point. <laughs> He's Kaiba Ren! He's yeah. Kaiba Ren! Um, God. It's like, yeah, no, he, he's not a fan of the past. Um, we get, like, a weird little bit. Of Kaiba's, like, not true colors, but, like, when we get back to reality and they're, like, kind of, you know, fa- un- unfazing themselves from all that, he looks at, over at Yami and he gets a flash to the fair and he's like, the f- he's like, oh, the fair looks like Yami. He's and like, then, notification received. Yeah. <laughs> he gets a text. He gets a text that says, Yami's the pharaoh. And he's like, who this? Um, yeah. And Yugi realizes that, like, that is his memory. Um, yeah. And then we get, like, a quote that, like, knocked me backwards and knocked the wind out of me. And Because Yami says, this fight is a duel of destiny that's lasted for 3,000 years. A duel of destiny that surpasses time. Like, it's good. You love a faded rivalry. Is that the same time where Yami says that he's going to save mankind? And I was like, well, this is a, this is a card game. <laughs> how, did we get, how did we get here? It's it's like the escalation. I know I started with episode four of, of six. But... Yeah, right. It's just the yeah. Basically, um, for context, Merrick, you know, like the evil spiky others, the evil spiky haired kid. There's like ten of them in the show. Um, yeah, that, the one. Yeah, the, the weird veiny sweaty one standing off the side with the crop top and the cargo pants. Yeah, the you only basically, one. There's only one of those. Yeah. Hmm. Um, he's basically like. Um, he wants to get all the Millennium Artifacts and all the God Cards, because if he does, he can, like, kill Yami and just basically, like, rule over everyone. So, like, that's kind of the the, the major threat right now. Um, he's not a, he's not what you call a good person. Yeah. Doesn't sound uh, like it. Nah. Uh, they do some dueling that's, that's not super important until the point where Kaiba gets to play Blue Eyes. 
Oh, yeah, that's so good because he says he doesn't need obelisk anymore. He just needs something more powerful than a god. Blue eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like, yes, like you finally understand, Kaiba. Yes. There's a specific part Girl in the power. where he summons obelisk for one turn, but that's just to like tank and attack, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, the, the gods are no longer important here. And in response to uh, Kaiba summoning blue eyes, uh, Yami summons dark magician because because like he was using it's dark what magician. Happened. And- it's it's fated. It's a destiny. You love to see it. This is like, like immediately the duel is like. I'm sorry, Max, that you had to go through literally entire episode of one turn of nothing. So now we're gonna make the duel really, really good for you. Let's see. They do more card stuff. Uh, uh let's see. The next import. Well, I already described the obelisk thing. That's literally where the episode ends off. Uh, do you want to do? Queens of Games now or next part? Um, let's do it now. Um, real quick, he summons Lord of D, Lord of Dragon. Basically, like, mm-hmm. what they're doing is essentially... Kaiba doesn't realize it, but they're, like, recreating the duel from the past, like, turn for turn. Because, like, Yami's like, oh, I'm gonna get my memories back if I win this duel. Um, you love to see it. And, like, Yami gets gets owned by Obelisk reflecting the attack. And that's basically what happens. Because, like... <laughs> is this Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> oh, my Maybe? God. Joe, they're, like... Near the end of the like the the second and third episodes of this, like Yami is basically talking like how Sora talks to Riku, just like overcome your darkness, dude. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, Why we have we have lost Sarah? I, I think know. we should take a moment to figure out what's going on there. If her if their <laughs> laptop ran did, out of power or what? Leave? How could this happen to me? I've made my mistakes. This wasn't one of them. I think podcasting from the bath was a good idea. <laughs> there is nothing that could have gone wrong here. <laughs> At least it wasn't like a big splashing sound and then it hung up. Yeah, that right. Been... I would have been, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Whoa. If anything, this is a lesson to not podcast from the bath. Okay, yes. Yeah, Sarah says they'll be back in two minutes. Um, I'll continue the story later. They keep going, so... I mean, you can keep telling the story. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a fun story. Um, where, like, every couple minutes, one of us would drop out of the call in, like, a really, like, haunting way, almost as if we were being, like, taken out by some, like, movie serial killer. And, like, I was the only one left. And, like, Sarah edited the episode. It was, like, it got all echoey. It's, like, I was, like, the last person alive. It was very scary. Because it was, like, <laughs> I, it was, like, the, la- the last people were, the last two people were me and Dan. And he was just like cut out in the middle of a conversation. I was like, Dan, where'd you go? <laughs> okay. They say make it five. So, all right. <clears throat> okay. Um, we were talking about we'll, Kingdom we'll... Hearts. We're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, I, it's just a lot of parallels here, folks. I've recently been motivated to get back into listening to Got It Memorized, and I keep forgetting to say this in, like, the Orange Groves chat, but you should have called the other uh, group of uh, Donald, Kyrie, and Goopias. You should have called them Quack Pack. Quack Pack? Oh, okay, I do know what you're... I was like... How, I'm like, what exactly are you referencing? I've talked about too many video games. But you're right. <laughs> the, ga- you the, gamers, the gamers lament. 
Too many games. Yeah. <laughs> too many games. Um, hey, speaking of too many games, hopefully if we start this now, Sarah will be back by the time it'll be their turn to talk. Um, we have a segment called Queens of Games where we talk about video games that we play because if we didn't quarantine this to its own segment, the entire episode would get infected by gamer talk and no one wants that. Those mm. filthy gamers always <laughs> rising up. Does this year our guest, Joe? If, <laughs> I tell you what. If there's any game that you've been playing lately that you'd like to just spend a couple minutes talking about, go off. Uh, well, I I've been playing the old, the Pokemon Pokemon Shield. Uh, this is the first Pokemon game that I have just been playing very casually, like just a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Um. In the, in the past, I've just like, all right, this is my life until I beat it, and then right, I would, you just, like, I would mainline it. Yeah, and I and I I haven't done that this time. I think mostly because I am I am so busy. It's it's more about that than anything. Uh, but I'm really enjoying that. Like it's like I'm playing it slower and less, but I like it a lot mm-hmm. more than like previous entries. So there's that. Um, and also for 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 God it memorized. I I recently finished uh, the world ends with you, and that game. Fucking great! I love it. Great yeah, story. I I got it on Switch, and it's something that like I keep on forgetting that I have. But it's just like because it's like it's taken me so long to get used to the controls. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. just I I tried it a lot with the stylus. Like I don't know like what the most like natural control scheme for you was, but I just I mean I just played it like a big phone. Like I just did touch controls, but with my hands. Mm-hmm. Um, and okay. that that worked for me all right. I think you know. I know some people who prefer it on, uh, you know, like an actual mobile, like iOS with touch controls. Right. Um, and some people are purists that say just fucking buy a DS, uh, and and do it that way. Which I'm sure, like you know, it was made for DS. There's some interesting mechanics lost going to to one screen, but I enjoyed it. I think the the story's good. Um, pretty much everyone I know has said the motion controls on Switch are, are, are god-awful. Yeah, I tried it, and I was like, nope, absolutely not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that game's great, and I've been playing Pokemon, uh, and that's, I think, that's really it that I can, uh, I can think right of. Right on. What is, if you have one, what is your, like, new favorite of this generation of Pokemon? Hmm, I don't, uh, I'm not sure. There's there's a lot of I like a lot of the my team that I've been relying on have been like ones I've already liked like I kind of have Sylveon I think mm-hmm. the it's like Sylveon Frostlass I haven't evolved my Pikachu yet into a Raichu um, I like Galarian Ponyta a lot uh, yeah. like like all the Pokemon that I want to have in my team that are new I'm not using because like they're all psychic <laughs> so I'm like I should right. probably only have one of them. Yeah, I I ran into the same problem where like my favorite type is bugs, and I'm like, well, I'm just gonna make half my team bugs because all the new Pokemon that I want are like the bugs, and that has been like led to me having to like restructure my team for like half the gym battles because it doesn't work out so good. Yeah, like all almost all of my Pokemon right now are mono type, so it's just kind of like I don't actually have a lot of bases covered at any given yeah. point. <laughs> my favorite of the generation is Appleton. I just he's, yeah, he's a good boy. I love apple. It's just a big apple pie dragon. You can't mm-hmm. go wrong. Just you a can't good friend. Go wrong. Just a good friend. Um, as for me, wow, I feel like it's been so long since I've been on. Um, I never got an opportunity like a month ago when I came out to talk about Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order because 
like we said before, Star Wars is real and true. Um, and I like beat the game 100% in just a week. It's a fun game. It's like, it's been really hard to overwrite my like Sekiro node because like the parry is the exact same, except it's super jankier in Jedi Fallen Order. Um, like the timing of it is completely off from what I'd expect it to be. But it's really, really cool. It's so Star Wars. The music is like, the music sounds like John Williams music. It's like, it just it just feels like a very, very authentic Star Wars experience that I feel like is worth just even watching the cutscenes for because the characters feel, it, it honestly feels like it could have been a Star Wars movie. It's just um, very, very delightful. And you get to customize your lightsaber, which I'm a sucker for, so. Okay, so I'm curious. When you say it sounds like John Williams, do you mean it's like, just an original soundtrack composed to sound like his music? Yes, yes, it's That's... not. I, I, I genuinely had to look up if he composed the music for the game or not, because it sounded, it's all new stuff, but it sounded just like his music. I guess it's maybe it's one of his, like, you know, students or, or people who've, like, studied under him or whatever, but it just, it, that's what I mean, like, it, like, really helps give the whole thing an authentic Star Wars vibe. It's pretty cool. I, I just, I'm just remembering playing a lot of Lego Star Wars and every song being... One of the old John Williams songs. Yeah. Oh my god. I'm Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. When that comes out next year, that is literally the only thing I can be able to talk about. Ah, Joseph Stanley Williams, born September first, nineteen sixty, is an American singer, songwriter, and film score composer, best known for his work in the rock band Toto, which he fronted as lead vocalist from nineteen eighty six to nineteen eighty eight, and again from two thousand ten to two thousand nineteen. He is the son of film composer John Williams and actress Barbara Reed. Hi, uh, I'm back from the bath. We were worried. I'm glad that you're okay. To be honest, uh, I could have just stairs, turned my Wi-Fi on again, and gotten back into the bath, but I kind of took the time to make myself a cup of tea, because I was really feeling it, Mr. Krabs. You're, you're worth it. Um, I will say, Sarah, you're worth it. Um, also, it's very, it's very on brand of you to like return from the void with like knowledge about a musician. Thank you. And I, a cup of tea. And, and a cup, cup of tea. tea. It's, it is in my Joey mug. Yes, mm. of course. I'm looking at mine. Um, um, has everyone done a game? I'm assuming we're uh, in the middle of Queens of Games, so we didn't just yes. start talking about Star Wars in the middle of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. It's just so that I have, wouldn't put it past you. Happens. Yeah, <laughs> my restraint is gone. Um, yeah, we we have yet to hear from Dan. Yeah, so games, I'm just trying to get back into Destiny Two. To tell you the truth, the main reason I'm getting back in is because, well, I've heard that Destiny Two. Actually, I know Destiny 2 is a pretty good podcast game, and I want to get through more of my podcasts, so kill two birds with one stone. Oh, like a game that you can listen to podcasts while you play it. Ah, I see. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I was like, oh, there's a Destiny podcast out there? I mean, I'm Um, sure there's plenty of Destiny podcasts out there. I'm not going to listen to it, but good for it, I guess. (laughs) Don't recommend us anything. (laughs) Um, I'm... I can tell you that Destiny lore is confusing. Uh, it took some adjusting because I hadn't played since a year or more. Uh, like, I I had just gotten back in when Forsaken had come out, and even then I hadn't fully caught up with it. Uh, I'm probably going to have to replay Warmind because I, I was in the middle of that before I dropped ship. Uh... You say warm mind, I say worm mind. Hmm. Oh my god, uh, warm mind. Because I got worms all up in there. Uh, and 
let's see. That's the important stuff. I, I am discovering the new powers I have. As, as a person or as a gamer? In in the video <laughs> Sorry. game. They, at some point before the... T- I, I think they started, implemented it when I, around when I had dropped ship. And, and that was like, at that time, like, they were implementing some new powers, and now I'm just trying out the new powers I can use. Uh, including the ability to fling myself like a t- torpedo, get a big, get a giant mall of light, and I haven't tried the third one. Uh, one last thing, the title screen always makes me think my monitor is dirty. <laughs> uh, video games. Gaming. Um, I've been, I've started playing, uh, properly playing the game of Asexual Attorney, um, which I'm one, I'm like one thing into the second case, which is pretty neat. The Miles has been threatened upon me, and I'm very excited to actually <laughs> meet him. That's it, really. Doesn't it feel so good? Like that that very first just like blast of dopamine when you like start to piece everything together in the very first case. You're like, oh, this is really good. I understand why people love this game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and it wasn't, it wasn't a blunt object. It was a clock. Ah, ah. Um, but yeah, I and then like you know your mentor in the first game. This is I guess a spoiler, but whatever. Your mentor in the first game is not a spoiler. Like is the fucking murder victim in the second case. And I was, like, incredibly emotionally attached to her already after, like, three scenes with her. And I was like, you can't just kill her? (laughs) Rip to to me a fae, but I'm different. Rip to me a fae, but I'm different. Um, Um, Maya voice. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Joe, what was your game? I want to know. Pokemon mainly, and also The World Ends With You. I'll find all all about it when I edit. (laughs) <laughs> Let's uh, get back to the podcast. Let's get back to the Yu-Gi-Oh that we're here for. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the so. Yu-Gi-Oh. Whoop, there goes Poogie-Oh. Mm, <laughs> um, that was not good at all. <laughs> Episode 133, <laughs> Promise with a uh, Friend, the Red-Eyes Bee Dragon, is the title of the thingamajigger in the sub. Yeah, like, oh my god, what a title. When I read the title and like when I started the episode, I'm like, is this episode like, gonna do what I think it's gonna do? Clash from the Coliseum Part 5. Uh, Yugi's friends are all in the airship where Joey is in his coma. Uh, mm. Tristan pulls Joey out of bed because he thinks, like, if Joey can somehow witness a duel, it's going to, like, fully bring him back. It's so sad. He has tears in his eyes as he's, like, dragging him out of bed. Yeah, and it's like, he's completely unconscious, like, literal, actual Weekend at Bernie's, like, style, we have to watch this duel. Weekend at Joey's. Weekend at Joey's. It's fucking tragic, and then we cut back to the duel, and the absolute sickest guitar music is playing that I've ever heard in my entire life in the sub soundtrack. Oh my god. I love the sub soundtrack. It's so good. Oh, I mean, there's a reason why I'm just stealing it for our actual play podcast. Yeah. Um, Kaiba, Kaiba says, I'll destroy you this turn along with a tablet in my memories. And, like, the tablet appears behind him and it shatters forward. Like, it's really cool. Yeah. Mm. He's like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm really focused on the future. Like, some fucking Steve Jobs ass shit. 
Um, <laughs> I also want to point out in in the dub that Kaiba goes ha 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 then again, and it's the exact <laughs> same energy as like just kidding unless, and I yeah. love it very much. Ha 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 then again then again then again lest lest. <laughs> We um, turn to Joey's like whole coma dream situation. He's looking for his friends. He finds Yugi Tei and Grandpa, and there's like a whole bit in the dub where they fully acknowledge that this is a dream, and like oh gr- Grandpa says, like, please, it's a good thing that you're. This is the dream, and not something like getting chased by giant man eating tomatoes. Uh, four kids you can't okay. do that you can't take away the weight of this scene what was yeah. the weight of the scene he, he I mean, doesn't know it's a dream he's just reliving it this is like purgatory right yeah like you know, this is going to hell yeah it's, it was very strange i i spent this entire sequence thinking is this child a physical manifestation of his coma is he dueling for his life but then he loses and it's fine so i don't yeah. know what's so funny about it is that so like in this dream he's in like the domino city regional tournament and this is the quarterfinals and like all throughout season one on duelist kingdom he's like don't underestimate me i was like the one of the top eight finishers in the domino city regional tournament and then you're like oh my god second they foreshadowed this two and a half seasons ago this is i i didn't oh shit this is that oh fuck oh wow it's good oh shit I never. Mm. Oh, Mm. anime! You did it again. I will say this: like this entire Joey Purgatory sequence, like, is not in the manga at all, which is probably why I didn't really pay much attention to it because I was like, "Mm, it's not in the manga. So yeah, I I guess you don't really need it aside from like one specific line. There is one really important thing I want to like note about the well, two things, I guess. Uh, about, like, this duel Joey has in his dream. Uh, the first thing, just a silly little four kids thing, like, the ref opens like, like he, like it's a boxing match. I want a nice clean duel. You start with 2,000 life points, no direct attacks, shake hands, bell rings, come out dueling. Oh, they're uh, even using, like, du- old school Duelist Kingdom rules. I like that. You know, <laughs> this duel's like grown on me now that I've realized that it's, like, Joey's actual first deals. Um, th- yeah. This is probably actually how it happened. I, I, Joey things. Just I do, Joey things. I do want to like point out that actually leads into the next thing where there's like a sharp contrast between his dream duel and the like Yuhi Kaiba duel because everything's significantly lower stakes. Like the yeah. the cards are less impressive. So the numbers are lower. The strategies are less convoluted. It's it's just good, clean dueling. Yeah, it's just... nice and it's it's simple and clean. I just love a mm. clean duel. Yeah, I gotta love a clean duel. It's fresh, just um, pure in the outdoors. Um, we cut <laughs> be better than this. Back, <laughs> just guys being duels. We cut back to uh, the like me and Kaiba and Yami duel, and like I know they kind of spend about ten minutes like staring at each other in like a sort of intense and vaguely sexual manner, and Kaiba's like, I hate the past, and Yami's like, ah, friendship. And they just keep doing it, basically. It's it's just like, these these teenage boys will not stop clashing ideologies. 
it's, it's just literally every single time we cut back, Kaiba's like, ah, oh, did you forget? I want to kill the past. It's like, yeah, dude. We yeah. said this, you said, Kaiba, you said this five we, times. We had cut away for a full five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget about Kaiba. Yeah, like, I mean, when you're eight years old, that is your attention span, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> this is I, true. I, I, enjoy the, I enjoy these shows. I enjoy Shonen. I enjoy these episodes. But I, I you really can break down a lot of conversations in these duels between, like, one character presents a premise... The other person doubts it, and then after some cockiness, it's explained, and then the person who was doubting is now in disbelief. Like, it's, it's, it really is just that back and forth for 25 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, for, for 25 minutes times six, because this is, there is no reason why this had to be a six-part duel. There really like, wasn't. Just, I only watched this half of it, so. That's true. It's you, fine for you were, me. You, you were spared, literally, the third, ep- the third part of this duel is one turn. Well, it's, it's not it's, one turn. It's just a whole series of turns doing one thing. Literally nothing happens except for the very end. It is untenable and baffling. Um, it's it interesting now. that there's three... Like, I watched three episodes of a duel, but it started with the two gods killing each other. Like, yeah, what, how did we get there? <laughs> you came in at a good time. And it didn't matter. Yeah. It didn't matter at all. It's so funny. How did we end you... up like this? It was only a kiss. Uh... <laughs> The next important thing to happen is, like, the Kaibacorp chopper that got called to, like, help out Joey and, I guess, Mai, uh, <laughs> And arrives. I guess Mai, who's also dying. <laughs> yeah, I, they never bring up Mai. It's she, just Joey. She's fine. She's just about to die. It's yeah. no big deal. Um. Uh, the chopper arrives, uh, Joey loses his dream duel, I but feel like he... shit really kicks off whenever Joey loses his coma deal and yeah. like, he walks off into the astral plane and like into destiny. Yeah. He's hmm. like we so so a really important thing, the most impo- like the reason why this like weird little dream duel had to happen is that like as he's looking at his hand and he's thinking like I can't win, he kind of gets like Yam or Yugi's voice in his head saying every hand has potential. Oh yeah. Like yeah. no matter what circumstances are, like you can still pull out a win from this. No matter what. And we're gonna return to that bit a little bit later. Yeah. Uh... Um I think I think earlier, um Kaiba there, Kaiba got all three of his blue eyes out as he does, because he's like oh, I'm win, That I'm explains why I've got the note that he's dealing in three D, because he's got three dragons. Ah. Three of them. Three D explain it. Dragons. Um... You get three. Yeah. Uh, um, I and th- his three blue eyes dragons that he has. Did you know? Did you guys know that Kaiba has three blue eyes white dragons? Like, oh my god! This is the, um, this is the first I've heard of it. Remember how there <laughs> were supposed to be four blue eyes and Kaiba tore it up immediately? <laughs> Can I? So oh my god! Rude. Can we go on a short tangent where I mention the uh, mention the gathering show, cards Sarah. that I find out about over the weekend? Oh my the god, mechanic yes, of want, which yes, involves tearing them into pieces and throwing them over the table, and then every card that like a piece of the torn up card touches gets destroyed. This is in magic. There's this literally a a gen- it's it's called Chaos Confetti, um, and it exists, and it was published in like the 1998. There's also a card like okay, are you familiar with the Black Lotus? It's a big people. Yeah, that's that's the one. Yeah, the most expensive so one. This card is called the Blacker Lotus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, and it's, all... the mechanic is tear this card up, add four mana. <laughs> that's I so. 
magic. You I good? do remember seeing a bunch of people freaking out about Black Lotus being back in that like magic game they yeah. announced at the Game Awards. Yeah, that's like the most like that's like the most memorable magic card because it's worth like eighteen thousand dollars. I don't I don't know what the fuck it does. I don't care about it, but I do care about Black Lotus because you have to tear it up to use it. I love I love in Sonic Adventure Two Battle when Shadow uses Chaos Confetti. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, Kaiba's about to roast Yami with three of his blue eyes, and it's, oh, it's all over for all Yu Gi Oh here. It's been a good run, but he's going to die now. Except. Except. Uh, except. Joey shows Unless. up in. Joey shows up in Yugi's mind, and he gives Yugi advice. Uh, <laughs> he says the inspirational words of don't lose. He says his hand has potential, just like Yugi said in his mind. Theming. It's like poetry. It rhymes. The wording in the it's, dub is slightly different, simple. but it is the same line both times, so mm-hmm. it works. Yeah. Uh, and then Red Eyes is here. Red, Eyed, Red Eyes is here because Kaiba tooted on his dragon horn, which summons every single dragon to the field. Well, two from both hands. Sort of. Is that... He doesn't... I, I'm, I'm 90% sure this is not how this card works, but it's like, you know... You yeah. gotta. I wasn't. You simply gotta. Paying that much attention, but then Red Eyes was there, and I said, "Oh fuck yeah!" And so did Joey, basically. Yeah. Um. So, so like, basically, Kaiba's attacking with all three of the blue eyes. So the first one, Yami flips his card that basically, if he has a spellcaster, he can negate an attack. So he negates <laughs> the first one. Beta the Magnet Cuck just gets like straight up destroyed. Like <laughs> that fool's gone forever. <laughs> Goodbye. Um. And then, oh my god, so so basically this entire time also, also, folks, Yugi and Kaiba are referring to Red Eyes as Jinochi's soul, just to, like, further add flame to, like, the fire of my heart right now. Shit! They, they did not is do that, that. Is that, oh, cause there's a, cause yeah, the Blue Eyes is attacking Red Eyes and Kaiba yells, vanish Jinochi's ghost. Yeah! It's good! And then, and then he flips Spellbinding Circle and, like, Blue Eyes gets weakened, and then Red Eyes gets to kill the Blue Eyes, and then Joey wakes up? <laughs> ah! It's I'm freaking good. out. Yeah. Ex- that's <laughs> where... I'm losing it! That's <laughs> where, uh, part five drops off. Uh, oh my we... god. <laughs> this duel's so good. Alright, It's so... like, oh my god, yeah, yeah, it's like, as Red Eyes destroys Blue Eyes, Joey wakes up, because, like, <laughs> Takahashi had to do it to us. Getting a headache from how excited I'm getting right now. <laughs> Uh, so I'm really appreciating your energy, Max. Yeah, um, no, I, it's I'm also drinking an energy drink, so that might be something to do with it. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, episode huh? 134, Fire at Hatred, Dark Paladin. Fire episode at Hatred, Dark Paladin. Oh, this Flash is where it. I change to uh, written notes. The notes I take from the episode <laughs> because you don't have words for this one. I'm... I didn't have words for this, and there were no subtitles. I watched the raw. I'm glad. So please you... tell me what they said. Mm-hmm. I'm very glad that you uh, got the handwritten notes after you got out of the bath. Um... <laughs> hey, you know, podcasting in the bath is easy. You need you need to keep your head dry and your hands dry, and everything else can be wet. That's true. That's in the podcasting manual. <laughs> it's it's in the Bible that we all get as podcasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joey's come to Serenity like. Hugs Joey, just shocked that he's back. Uh, mm-hmm. This doctor says, like, it should be physically impossible 
for Joey to recover this quickly. <laughs> yeah. So funny. He's, he's just he's... like, how are you alive? And Joey's like, nah, well, jewel monsters cured me. Or at least Doctors... I assume that's what he says. I didn't understand yeah. it. Doctors hate him. How did this man leave his coma so quickly? <laughs> um, He like... So as he's like waking up, um, he's like, "Oh yeah, I defeated Malik, and everything's good now." And they're like, "You super didn't, dude." Oh fuck! Is this what this dialogue is? Yeah. So so like <laughs> oh, he, shit. he's he's looking at. He's like, "Is my okay?" And they're like, "She's still dying." So because in his mind, he just remembers using Garfield the Iron Knight to attack Malik and the one the duel. But obviously, it didn't go that way because he did. Uh, he died after that. He's okay yeah. now. Um, yeah, I, I, I do. I love his point of view too. That it's like I don't really remember much. I must have lost consciousness in the duel, but surely that means I won it, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has like a child's viewpoint on the world. He's like, I imagined this happening, so it's real. Mm-hmm. My when, when I fell asleep, my dream continued, and in my dream, I won the match. So I assumed that, that was real. I'm pretty sure that's the plot of Three Five Eight Days Over Two. Dream Drop Distance, actually. That's the one. Thank you. <laughs> too too many games. There's a there's there's like thirteen. Thirteen games. When does Remind 13, come out? Thirteen, like Organization Thirteen. It all yeah, yeah. it's all connected. Uh, oh. Synchronicity. Remind comes out at the end of January. Okay, mm. I was like, I knew it soon. Radical. Um, let's see what happens. So yeah, the the helicopter lands. The medics are here. We cut back to Joey the duel. Remembers his own death. And he doesn't like to see it. You hate um, to see your own death. <laughs> he deals psychic damage to himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kaiba, we come back to the duel, and like Kaiba has the Targaryen dragon out. You know, the dragon has three heads. <laughs> um, uh. and then he plays like the wildest card I've ever fucking seen in Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh my gosh! I this is like. Is it called Final Attack Orders? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and honestly, it's kind of on the level of that magic expansion that involves tearing up your own cards, because what it does is it's like, hey, get rid of all of your deck except for three cards. It's so good. It's like, it ensures this duel will end in three turns because someone's going to deck out. So, like, you better make it count. Better kill me in one shot. And honestly, but like... It's really good because like, you get to look through your entire deck and choose three cards, which basically means that like whatever bullshit strategy that you built your deck around, you just like get out the essentials of that and then yeah. rest everything you own on it. You you guarantee that your strategy will happen and then you pick a god and pray. Yeah. <laughs> um so speaking of picking a god and pray. What if one of your strategies is to summon one of the gods? <gasps> and do you still do you still pray in that instance or I think you just ask them if it's going to be okay personally. And they say no. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they say no, and then you're like, okay, thank I you, died, Mr. Slifer, very good. I died three episodes ago. You're fucked, Yugi. <laughs> Guess I'll die. <laughs> Egyptian god machine broke. Understandable. Have a nice day. <laughs> um. So we cut back. Um. We get, hey, so the EMTs are there. They're like, where's the patient? The oh, doctor yeah. points to Joe and he's like, there he is. He was in a coma. And Genoshi says emphasis on was. And then we get the pro, like, the Joey yeah. face. The one. The one. We get the one. I got, um, the, I got, the I'm most, so glad I got to see the Joey face. Like, I is, don't this is actually. Like the most gruesome Joey face. It's, I hate it. 
I have no idea what like the context or dialogue was for this, but I assume that the doctors were like, "Hey, yeah, you were in a coma. You need to go to hospital." And then Joey, like, in order to prove that he doesn't need to go to hospital, is like, "Oh, could a sick person do this?" His wording, his wording in the dub is like, "Look at these pythons," and then he makes the face. <laughs> Which also, I, do, I also like before that is like. Uh, the doctor's like, just a minute ago, you were you were in the bed, and Joey's like, please, it's been like five minutes, <laughs> and I love that differentiation uh, between it. Yeah, you know, teen time runs faster than normal time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a five-hour um, energy. He's good to go. Yeah, yeah and I also I just want to say I'm drinking. I've started drinking Fireball in honor of this. Oh, yeah. I should get a drink. Hang on, I've got some. See, so, yeah, this is this is shot of greed, which we're not going to rename for whenever it's a Joey face. But is the thing what we do when we drink something when we see the pod of greed or a Joey face? I'm drinking a cotton candy flavored Rockstar right now. It's okay. I'm drinking the Fireball I bought one year ago in order to drink on this podcast, and I still have most of it left. That just means that like you're imbuing it with power if that's the only time you drink it. I'm charging a spirit bomb of Fireball. <laughs> like to charge for Brock to cast. I'm charging a Jaeger bomb. Oh my god. But like, it's gonna be with Fireball. What are those called? Are they called Firebombs? Fire a Firebomb? It is now. I'm charging a Firebomb. Um, fuck, okay. You got anything, Joe? Water. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> is what I Water. do during every podcast. It's free. As Lemmy would say. <laughs> Joe is a consummate professional. <laughs> Um, but a bit of a oh yeah, uh, Max, can you tell me tell me like what Anzu is scolding Joey for? She gets like oh. she yells at him, and I don't know why. Hold on, we want to wait for Dan to get back. I'm back. I couldn't find the sake, but I've got a bepis. Hell a yeah! Beep. Sometimes you just drink a nice beppy when you see a Joey. Joey mm. beppy. It's like I always say: you see that Joey face, you crack open a cold one. Yeah. Whether it's to celebrate or to cope is up to you, but yeah, pour one out. Pour um, out a nice fresh beppy for the death of Joey. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So Sarah, you asked what Anzu yeah, says like, after. Because I just it, saw her yelling at Joey, and I was like, I mean, very valid, but I'm kind of wondering why. Yeah. So she predictably says, "You just died. You have to go to the <laughs> medics. Like you're not doing good." Um. And then he he's like I, he, he oh my gosh it oh my heart he says I'm doing okay Yugi and I made a promise that Battle City would only end when we duel each other and as long as he's dueling I'm gonna go watch and he runs off. This I mean it this really is oh, Genuchi died but he's fine now. Genuinely. And then the doctor says I'm not responsible for this. <laughs> I feel like that goes against like the Hippocratic oath or it's something. Just... It's just that one Sonic comic panel. It's the uh, hypocritical oath. He died, but he's okay now. Yeah, <laughs> he's fine. Um, um, I get some yeah. Shadow Realm all the time. <laughs> uh, Rip to my, but I'm different. <laughs> oh god, um, fucking country there. Uh, so yeah, like, go. Duel. Yami knows that Kaiba's gonna go for Blue Eyes Ultimate because Kaiba is the most predictable man in the world, and Kaiba doesn't realize that. Yeah. He's not good at- he's not good at dueling. Isn't- I mean, I only, re- I only remember this from the manga, but doesn't Kaiba go on this whole, like, spiel about how, like, oh, Yugi, like, I've been watching you for all- I know all your strategies, yes. I've been stalking you on the internet yes. for years. 
He says, "I." He's like, "I've analyzed all of your duels that we filmed, and like, I know all of your strategies, and like, I can predict you perfectly." And Yami's like, "I met you once, and I know exactly what you're gonna do." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kaiba, look in the mirror. You something. just uh, you just do the one thing every fucking <laughs> yeah. time. Kaiba has two cards: either Obelisk or Blue Eyes, and that's it. He doesn't know how to do anything else. Oh, and Crush card. He has so, three cards. So does he lack Who? the self awareness to know, or does he? Is he just so like sure that? I mean, you can't. Three dragons is just the the peak performance. No, yeah, it's it's that he is like he has so much cockiness and like self assurement and like he has his self assurance is maxed out, but his self uh, doubt is also maxed out. But mm. like he just he, he just like fakes it till he makes it in his own head to be like, ah, oh, yes, three dragons. No one could possibly predict this. Yeah, the, this is the ideal card form. Science says. <laughs> you and you do like it. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I do like it. Um, and it's it's so he summons he flips polymerization. Blue eyes ultimate is here. Oh yeah, he this says, is when the Targaryen dragon shows up. It wasn't earlier. I got it. Yeah, wrong. he says that uh, Obelisk has had four thousand attack points. This has forty five hundred. It's the strongest monster ever. Slifer literally had infinite attack earlier, like in a different duel. It's not <laughs> Kaiba. You're lying. You don't know how this game works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's still talking about how, like, oh, he wants to destroy Yugi because, like, he hits his dad. Basically. We get a shot it's of it. Big Suit Kaiba. Big Suit Kaiba! <laughs> Big Suit Kaiba! Kaiba! It's so funny! His he's head like is so small! His he's David Byrne! So... <laughs> really is David Byrne. Oh, shit, I'm allowed to post the pictures of my Big Suit now that that Pantherman has gone out. I want to see Big Suit. I'll post um, pictures of my big suit later. Listeners, check my Instagram in like two days. I'll find it later. So yeah, he says, he's like, I'm going to erase my memories of the past because my past memories sucked. And Yugi says, your experiences are not universal. Hey, and is this when Mokuba says the thing that made me cry in real life when I was reading It sure is, Sarah. It sure oh, is. Oh, I'm going to go find that. I'm going to go find that panel. It's, uh, it's like, it's three miles up scrolled and when I posted it. Um, but basically, Kaiba's like, I, I hate the past, I'm gonna destroy it. And Mukaba, like, on the sidelines, is like, uh, brother, what about, like, does that mean you want to erase all, like, the good memories that we shared when we were children? Because we love each other? Yeah, and the dub, Mukaba's like, he used to smile, he's trying to erase that smile. Oh. Wow, even Mok- Yeah, so, like, what, 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 does he still, in the dub, is most of what he says still just, like, I'm gonna get, like, go beyond the past or whatever? Yeah, some, com- like, some, I, enough for me to write down Kaiba Rin, so, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's all you need to know. Um, yeah, and I think, like, the thing that Mok- I think he, like, looks at his little locket with his picture of, like, oh, Lil no. Seto Kaiba. Um, and, you know, we are not immune to the Kaiba brothers. You know, we, we all know this. Um, and kind of, you know, in the middle of me crying uh, in that bath, um, Yugi does his turn. Um, and basically what he does is a fucking brain genius move because he's like, hey, you know what Kaiba did? Well, I can do it too now because I've got like a card <laughs> that lets me just like copy whatever Kaiba did. <laughs> this is mine now. I made this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so he also plays Monster Born, summons Dark Magician, then also uses Polymerization, and then fuses it with, uh, uh, Buster Black Blader. Dragon. Wait. Buster Blader, he, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he fuses Dark Magician with, uh, Buster Blader. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. 
And did he, ah, I did wasn't he paying attention. It? Did he? Okay, I was like, did he fuse it with red eyes in the manga? That would have been dope. No, I just wasn't paying attention. Ah, you're valid. Also, I just yeah. really wanted him to fuse it with red eyes because I think that would yeah, be sick. Right? That's what I was expecting. The, the, the perf- and then, and then yeah, I was like, same. oh, instead, it's just also here. <laughs> instead, it's this guy. Um, Does Phoenix he then Black Paladin? Ma- so Max, uh, you're yes. gonna have to tell me this, but I assume from like what I was watching and not understanding the language of that he like yes. lectures Kaiba about how like actually friendship is magic and that you gotta look to the future or look to the past. No, what does he say? It's, it's more like your history can define who you are. Yeah, he doesn't talk about friendship at all. He says you need the past to have a future. You can like oh. learn from your mistakes and shit. Yeah. He says mm-hmm. he says Kaiba, the dual tower that rises above the ruins symbolizes your heart. And I'm losing my mind right now. Okay, so the dual tower that, that uh, rises above the ruins symbolizes Kaiba's heart. I see. So it's nothing like the Eiffel Tower. Mm. <laughs> it, no, it's Alcatraz. <laughs> um, yeah, he, Yami basically says, you know, anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Suffering leads to the dark side of dimensions. Ooh! He says, he says, strike me with all your hatred and anger no matter what you won't defeat me. Yeah, Wait, that's literally this... the Star Wars shit. Like that's literally, it, it literally strike is. me down Kaiba... in a hatred, Kaiba... and, and I will stay if with you. Strike you. me down now. Yeah, I will become stronger than you can ever imagine. Yuki is Obi Wan. Kaiba is Vader. Fuck. It's just Anakin and Obi Wan. You're um, strike me down with all your hate. Like I will take everything you've got. Actually, this reminded me. Whenever I was reading the manga, I was like kind of losing my shit because like. Yami's drive to kind of support Kaiba by like taking on his attacks is really, to me, exemplary of his character development from like an intense top into a power bottom. Confirmed. You know, not in the sexual sense, because they're fucking kids, but you know, in Jealous Kingdom, season one, you know, Yami was very, and especially even fucking season zero, he was like extremely dominant. He was like, I'm gonna like crush people because I'm like kind of evil at the moment. Um, but we really started seeing it in like the duel with Marek, where Marek's like, I fucking hate you. And Yami's like, oh well, I'll, fuck, I'll take on your hatred. Well, yeah, break, throw it at me. I'll take anything you've got. And like, he's doing this again with Kaiba. And you know, as we have said, that like, you know, a top and a bottom are two halves of one whole. And, you know, Yami's here. He's, he's undergone character development. And, like, he, the, 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 he's fused with the spirit of Yugi to become, like, the ultimate power bottom. And you got to respect it. Well, it's, that's also like Star Wars, when a, a light rises to balance the dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the true neutral, like, force users are the power bottoms. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna take this knowledge in with me when I see the rise of Skywalker. I mean, this is I mean, this is truly the revelation that J.J. Abrams surely will come to as well, because you have you have the Force Awakening, and then you have uh, you know letting your past die. That's you have synthesis, you have a uh, uh, antithesis, or synthesis is what's gonna happen. You had a thesis, you had a counter thesis, and J.J. Abrams are gonna combine them together, and the obvious solution is is power bottom. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. That's that. That's like all media, really. If you think about it, all media is probably. the same. All media is uh, culminates media, in power media bottom. Media is the same. Power, power bottom is instrumentality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, this is a good podcast. So, 
Yeah, how does this duel end? So I yeah, talk like, about that. Isn't Kaiba like attacks? <laughs> Kaiba like oh no, tries oh no, to. Sarah. I just had too much fireball in one go. <laughs> okay. F. Keep uh, going. Kaiba like uses the absorbed spell to prevent the attack, and like he's gonna attack uh, Dark Paladin and destroy him, but instead. Uh, Yami plays uh, Diffusion, which diffuses the Blue Eye Ultimate Dragon. Wait, Kaiba plays Diffusion. No, no, no. No, uh, Yami does. Ya- ya- Kaiba attacks and Yami flips Diffusion yeah. in response to that to like split Blue Eyes Ultimate back into the three regular Blue Eyes. And then like he plays his final card, which is Diffusion Wave Motion, which lets oh him God. destroy all the monsters at once. Kaiba loses, and... Kaiba takes 5,700 life points of damage in this attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when the dragons yeah. split, like, the paladin gets, like, what is it, 500 for each dragon? Yeah. So, he, yeah. so it, like, that's that, like, doubles how many points he gets. Oh, that it's, clears it's up nuts. something I was confused with earlier, because I was like, if Dark Paladin is a fusion of Dark Eyes, Dark, Dark Eyes Black Magician, uh... you know... Um, then how is Red Eyes Black Dragon still giving him 500 life points? But if he's not fused with that, now. it all makes sense. Because honestly, like, um, I did kind of like lose it because like playing D Fusion to get the one big dragon into three big dragons and therefore getting his cool Dark Paladin a fuck ton of attack points is very cool to me, it's a layperson. So cool. Um. He uses super magical wave slash and just like holds his staff to loft and just like cutting blades from air just like blast all over the place. Yeah. He says, hate cannot lead to true victory. Uses defeat to overcome your hate. Kaiba gets owned. He loses. Mokuba's sad. Malik has like bloodshot eyes right now. Jinochi yeah. like runs into the arena and yells Yugi's name as he's like doing the finishing blow. Oh my god. It was so good because it was like whenever like Joey ran into the arena, like he was... Basically, Yami was like about to be destroyed, quote unquote, by the the big dragon blast, mm-hmm. and it was like exactly the same like kind of tone of whenever like Serenity ran onto the jail field just in time to see yeah. her brother fucking die, and I was like, oh my god, it's the cinematic parallels. This is continuing my thesis that you could make a universally loved top ten anime moments made entirely out of the ends of Yu Gi Oh duels. I did not know you had this thesis, but I'm excited to see where it progresses. I mean, it's basically done. I could probably do it just from everything we've seen in the show so far. Well, let's fucking go finish, then. When we finish Serenity, five. Joey. Okay, let's wait till we... That can be in our yeah. wrap-up episode. Wait, I'm going to add it to your notes. I'll do a TED Talk on it, don't top worry. Top five, top ten deal ending moments. Um, And is yeah, it... that is the that is the duel ending moment. Yeah, that's pretty much it. We're done with these epis. Oh my god, you know what did kill me whenever the duel ended? It, it was yes. just like how sad Mokuba was. Yeah, oh my god. It was like Mokuba was really, really happy his brother was going to win, and then his brother didn't win, and Mokuba's like really, really sad now. And it's like, I kind of would have expected him to like cheer for either side, what with the whole emotional growth they all went through after Virtual World, but oh well. Now, Remember, they're, Mokuba... they're, they refuse to acknowledge it, so it's fine. Like, I, can't, Mokuba... I can't imagine what kind of weird drama Mokuba is constantly dealing with. Like, just based on these three episodes and a, a loose understanding of his history from watching the show, it's like, well, you, you cheer for your brother because you want your brother to win. But also, if your brother wins, he wants to erase all of his good memories with him. So it's like, it's just a lose-lose situation for the boy. 
I mean, Mokuba has been through so much. He kind of watched his, like, stepbrother-ish die. So, like, you know, he's been through it's it. It's hard out there for a Mokuba. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Protect that... Mokuba, very few left. Send Mokuba to fucking therapy, yeah. God, send literally every character in this show to therapy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, hi, uh, Yami. I see you've, uh, you've, you've come back from the dead from ancient Egypt. We have this amazing new thing called therapy. Would you like to go in the Absolutely 21st not. century? Does it involve <laughs> yeah, dual no. monsters? <laughs> <laughs> Dueling is his therapy. The it's thing is, can, the thing the is, it's, it's like, it's like dueling, but when you win, you feel a little bit better. <laughs> and if you lose, you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Yami, you need to try therapy. <laughs> the thing is, this is Domino City. It's like built around dueling. Like the odds of there being like a dueling therapist are so fucking high. Oh my god! Yeah, like There's gotta be one by GX. I, I place that your daddy like... issues in defense mode. <laughs> now I'm just suddenly thinking about how GX is like a fucking school with like dueling teachers, and I'm thinking, what if the guidance counselor? Duels students to make the it's just as a form of therapy. Oh my god, that's Surely. so good. I mean, one of one of my favorite just like tropes in media is how you know in Pokemon and Yu Gi Oh and like anything where it's like a game where it's just like the complete epicenter of all society and it's just normal. Yeah, just, I love it genuinely, unironically. It's just yeah. like yeah, it's like no people wouldn't like solve problems using violence; they would solve it through card games. That's just how the world works, and it's just more fun. Yeah. Way. Um, so, I, so Mokuba, I see you've played the monster reborn in, in this session of therapy. What monsters are you trying to rebirth from your past that we should be talking about? <laughs> Alright, um, so let's do our so. post-show segment. What do you got for us, Dad? I've got the Book of Secret Arts. Oh, I, thought you were doing, I thought you were doing Immigrant Song. Very confused. I thought you were doing X Files theme song. Today we'll be going over Slifer the Sky Dragon, an obelisk Ooh. tormentor, two of the three Egyptian god guards. <laughs> they have their own little segments as if they're duelists, and they, of course, that they do. This is exciting. The Egyptian god guards. While researching ancient carvings in Egypt, Pegasus learned about the most powerful creatures in history. The three Egyptian god monsters, Slifer the Sky Dragon, Obelisk the Tormentor, and the Winged Dragon of Ra. Based on his findings, Pegasus created the Egyptian god cards, but even he was scared of the enormous power of these cards. Therefore, he locked them away, hoping that no one would find them. Ultimately, they were found. Now that they are in the open, Everyone wants the Egyptian God cards because they are the most powerful cards in all of Duel Monsters. However, for Yugi, there is more to these cards than power. Legend speaks that the Egyptian God cards are one of the keys to unlocking the Pharaoh's past. Slifer the Sky Dragon Yugi's Slifer the Sky Dragon grows in strength for every card in his hand. Just as devastating as its second top mouse, 
that attacks monsters the instant they're summoned. It's a one dragon army of destruction. Wait. <laughs> Hell yeah. So is this like the legendary dogs in Pokemon where they just act like there's only two of them that matter? And like uh, Raw no, is just no. like Raikou and nobody gives a shit? Raw's like, pretty important. Okay. Yeah, no, it's different because like, Ra, yeah, Raw's more important because Raw gets like three forms for some reason. Ra ra ra. Even though Ra is the lamest of all of them, Ra ra ra. ra, ra. Uh, uh, I bad romance. Let me just write that down um, <laughs> for uh, future reasons. Keep going. What? Yeah, you got Obelisk, Dan. Obelisk, the Tormentor. As other monsters are offered to Kaiba's Obelisk, the Tormentor, it gains greater and greater strength. Until its power is infinite. With infinite power comes infinite. Infinite victory. responsibility? No. Oh. No, that's what Kaiba thinks. What comes with great power is it. With great power comes great responsibility. That's what Kaiba told me. Yeah. With great power comes great victory. The famous Kaiba quote With great power comes great victory. Who's Uncle Ben? I love that brand of rice. <laughs> um, sorry, would, is uh, are, 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 did we interrupt you before you finished? No, I'm sorry. that was it. Oh, okay. Um, right on. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I s- did stop paying attention for a wee bit to Google some Egyptian gods because of a ask we got. Oh yeah. Um, so why don't we go over so that ask? Of, some I asked. have I have the Twitter open. You mean to go through those first? Yeah, you do the Twitter first, and I'll do the Tumblr. Righteous. All right. First question from Twitter comes from Stephen Moore at Marshmallow. I know it's from the last episode, but what even are the rules to that enemy controller card? Because it seems like it always does something different. Uh, it's um, uh, up to right, left, right, A, B, A, B, obviously. Yeah. Um. Very astute of you to realize that it's always different because rules don't matter. No rules, just right. Outback God cards. Hmm. I did actually put that card in the one of the decks I had for the tournament, and it did... It had like two things you could do, and you could pick between the two of them, and it was like pretty neat. Maybe, maybe it's just two different things then. So maybe I think it, does... it genuinely does do two different things in like real life Yu-Gi-Oh. No, no laws when you summoned Raw. Yeah. Oh, pretty good. Mm. <laughs> um, and they also ask. Also, if I remember right, Joey loses his coma duel, then wakes up. So, like, what would have happened if he'd won? If he was the best coma duelist ever, would he have just stayed in bed? Is that the secret to extra nap time? <laughs> J- Joey knows how to use rest, like in Pokemon. He knows rest and sleep talk, and that's how he wins all his duels. I mean, sounds like a valid Pokemon strategy to me. I know it a is. lot about Pokemon. <laughs> I lied. You're a, po- you're a bona fide Pokemon master. Yeah, yeah. I played half of Emerald on my phone once. <laughs> cool. Um... Any other Twitter questions? Uh, we do have one more. Not as much of a question, more of a statement. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memes at Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden simply says, I love Ghost of Joe. Thanks. The Ghost of So happy to finally get the endorsement from Yu-Gi-Oh! Forbidden Memes. Long awaited and coveted. <laughs> but hey, I mean, 
the ghost of Joe, as in Joey Wheeler, did show up in these episodes. So really, it was extremely appropriate that we Let's have Joe. Let's pretend we movies. planned that out. Yeah, we planned it. Yeah, and we definitely, <laughs> definitely planned that I would be in the bath at the start of this episode as like a fun B B and B reference. I thought about it for weeks beforehand. Mm-hmm. Didn't just realize in the ten minutes before getting into the bath of podcasting that we did that. Destiny is the same. Synchronicity is the same. Synchronicity. Yeah. All right, Sarah, what we got from the Tumblr? Our first anonymous question is, says what we, today we all learned a valuable lesson. Uh, what was it again? Stop burying the past. Just accept your shitty past and moved on. Yeah. Kind Media culminates in power bottoming. Um, <laughs> if you are good enough at dream dueling, you can recover from a coma. Or bad mm-hmm. enough. Oh, winning, yeah, yeah, <laughs> horseshoe theory. Winning jewels is the secret to having long naps. Um, and the best strategy is three dragons. Yeah, three of them. Our second anonymous question is: So, you're now in possession of the fourth Egyptian god card, TM. What is it, and what does it do? Hmm. Um. So I did some brief googling of like actually what are the Egyptian gods because I wasn't an Egyptology nerd when I was a kid, and I figured out Anubis is the one with the cool jackal head that looks sick as yes. fuck. Uh, Learned that from Jojo. I'm hollering about <laughs> the Anubis. Oh yeah. God, it's been so long since I've watched Stardust Crusaders, and I don't plan to rewatch it. It's okay. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, it's it's maybe the worst part by default. <laughs> like, I don't think, yeah. yeah, I don't think it's actively bad. It's just every other, like, it is, it is just he's trying to figure out stands and all of right. It just yeah. kind of all stayed in. Like, if we start talking yeah. about JoJo, this yeah. podcast will be three hours long. Yeah, Thoth, right. <laughs> we like Thoth because in like the ancient Greek, uh, their name is spelled Thought, so they're also kind of a little bit of a thought. Um, which I extremely into. Love that energy. Um, and those are the two gods that I had time to Google. Um, my conceptualization of an Anubis god card, sort of because of the dog head, is kind of going into like cool furry shit territory. Um, where the god card would be like quite furry. Mm hmm. Don't know if you're feeling that energy. A big, sexy wolf man. Well, jackal it's just, man. It's just Lucario. Oh, damn it, Joe's gonna make that joke. <laughs> it's it's Lucario, but drawn in that iconic Takahashi god card style, where it's oh full gosh, of sharp that'd be angles. Oh so good. You, you, that's just Lucario already. That's covered in spikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, oh, you know what would be cool? You know what would be cool? Horus, because he got a bird head. It could right. just be like a big buff man. With just like a falcon head. Oh yeah, Horus is the 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 Oh, I knew this because of um when we did our tournament last year. Yeah, and hail Horus! Hail all hail Horus! Um, we do already have a bird card, so well, this isn't a bird. This is a guy with a bird head. Okay, okay, a giant okay. robot with bird-like head. <laughs> okay, what if the fourth Egyptian god was a mech? Mm. Just, just, just throw it there. Okay. It could also be Sobek, the god of semen. I don't okay. think that's. But but also there it literally is a card already in Yu-Gi-Oh called Sobek's Blessing. So 
that is the fourth god who's been there the whole time. We just didn't know about is, it. Is is there is there is um is, is I don't imagine card? the card game for children has come in it. Okay, no, but it has Sobek in it. Hmm. Hold on, I'm gonna post the image. It's literally real. I'm not. I'm not. I know about Sobek's blessing. Yeah, it's Sobek. I don't want to know about Sobek's blessing. I'm asexual. Well, okay, it's just. For, for for this for the for all intents and purposes of Yu-Gi-Oh, it's just a cool crocodile. Oh, okay, yeah. I like the cool crocodile staff. crocodile more than I like the concept of semen. Right, don't we all? Our third uh, question is from Butch Cassidy, um, who says Schrodinger's trauma, something something good over there. Anyway, in D and D, y'all ever play a paladin that wasn't lawful stupid? How did it go? Hmm. I live my life lawful stupid. I knew someone who, and this person kind of sucked, but his, he, his. <laughs> That's all you have to That's say. Such a good way. He's That's literally such a good way the worst person that. I've ever dual, I've ever played a tabletop role-playing game with, and he, his paladin was excessively genre savvy and would rules lawyer his way into staying good. Oh, heart heartbreaking! The worst person you the know. The first ha- mistake the worst you made. You know knows how to metagame. The first mistake you made was playing D anD. I mean, it was Pathfinder, but you know, okay. tomato, tomato. Yeah. Hey, why not? Why not play a powered by the apocalypse game such as Fellowship? Like, uh, Oddity High. I was thinking something along the lines of interstitial or hearts. <laughs> I was like, is this being set up to say the? The one that I am connected I, to in some way. The, the one. The, the one. The only one powered by the Apocalypse game. And it's interstitial. <laughs> you, you, you get one. You get one. <laughs> you nailed it the first time. Don't need any more. Um, so I just want to say that, you know, every D&D game that I've ever run that has a druid in it. The druid's been a stoner. The, pal- the paladin has been a himbo. <laughs> and that is, like, as it should be. We have archetypes for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like himbos, stoners. That's that's it. The two genders. That's it. The two genders. <laughs> um, and that is the end of our Tumblr questions. Have we any more? Righteous. From anywhere? Nope. Um, uh, I don't believe we got any from Discord. Let me scroll. I don't think and we find did. out. I see the horrible Dimitri cookie I posted earlier. Nope. No one. No, no, did no your or... Did your friends' uh, class only make? cookies iced in the forms of anime characters uh yes because another one was mike wazowski who's an anime <laughs> character <laughs> a mike uh... wazowski cookie does sound like the ideal cookie not going to lie um so we have been pod of greed you can find us on podofgreed.tumblr.com at pod of Greedcast on twitter uh you can visit kaiba.online to have a good time uh, uh joe where can we find you uh, primarily, I, I use Twitter at uh, Ghost of Joe, which is spelled Ghost of J O, um, and I make uh, a myriad of other podcasts. Uh, if you specifically are, are a fan of of, uh, of uh, Japanimations, I believe they're called. Uh, I talk about One Piece on a show called We Are Watching One Piece, uh, and uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion on a show called Nervous Rex. And uh, those are both on a network, a podcast network that I made called The Orange Groves. So you can go to theorangegroves.com to find those or uh, a bunch of other stuff that I'm not on. Mm-hmm. Right on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter and everywhere else at Maxi Bajillion. Uh, I'm, I'm Dan Silva. You can find me at Mike underscore Dawson with a zero on Twitter. 
You can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Uh, just a quick notice. Tomorrow is 18th, the 18th, uh, and on the 19th is Korasami Day, which means the 18th is the day of the unpopped <laughs> bottles. <laughs> we open the biggest bottles. <laughs> they say those bottles are still sitting there, unpopped. <laughs> <laughs> Only eight days till the real one. <laughs> till Usher himself. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you can follow me at my art blog, Art Dawson was a zero. I recently got a tablet and paint.net, and I did a very, I did a series of, uh, just a series of work, of pieces based on my games of the decade. Oh, that reminds me, uh, we sell t-shirts now. I'm, li- I'm literally wearing that right now. Are you really? Oh! I'm genuinely wearing it right now. Um, I, yeah, I took the, like, photograph of our Exodia hands that we took, uh, when we were at Necrocon together, and, like, I sort of, uh, put it through Illustrator and traced it and stuff and made it into, like, a cool kind of pop art, like, t-shirt design. It's, it's, like, a really cool design. Um, I- thank you. I have a design degree for no reason. Um, yeah, so you can, there's like, there's, it's just basically a Redbubble store. I've got that t-shirt up there. I've also got our Joey mugs. You can also buy stickers of Yami Luigi. Um, everything on that store is put up at 0%, 0% market markup. Um, so they can be as cheap as possible. Like, I don't make any money off them, but like, I just think they're neat and that they're things that people should be able to own if they want to. Um, so I've put them up there. Um, and actually, Dan, you reminded me of this because I think there's anything ever anything you draw that you want to put on a t-shirt, just send it my way. I'll make it. All happen. right, I'll keep that in mind. Um, yeah, I'll put like a yeah. wee link to that uh, shop in the description. And I have been Sarah. You can find me like everywhere at Sarah Mc Costumes. And with that. Um, Wait, there's uh, one last thing we need to note. Uh, is there? This this uh, is going to be the last main episode until we return after holiday break. Uh, Damn, it really is. Well, it'll be going... Our next episode will be recorded on the first full week of January. Uh, and I... But there is one... Still going to be one more episode between then and now, which will be our special... Uh, Queens of Games oh, yeah. of the Years of the Decade. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a good one. I've and only ever played games. one game. Should I bother going on? Uh, yeah. Okay. Should, no, yeah, you should go on and make a really big deal about how hard it was to put your list together. And then, <laughs> then leave the call. Okay, yep, I will do. Uh, and with that, I face up to all the terrible things I've used this podcast as a vehicle for and I end my year. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Joe, for being on the podcast. This is this is a delight. Yeah, of course, thanks for I, having me. Yeah, I, I set my my astromech droid face down in my Y Wing and fly into space. I set my my uh, beta cup down and my alpha card up. <laughs> this is a donut. I guess you just set it up and that's it. <laughs> <laughs>